Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hiya. What's the crack? Um, Shane is making bread for the second time. Wow. Oh, it's getting pretty serious. That's that's where we're at now. That is where we're at now. Um, that's the latest in the gaff. So it's been. But you're probably getting off. You're are you are you getting off on being self sufficient? That you are that family now. <laughs> well, he was like, "Oh, we've no bread," and I was like, "You could just go to the shop." And he's like, "Where's the fun in that?" Which means that he'd rather he'd actually rather make the bread than five minute walk around to the shop well I think that um in this house Fred made and now I've no problem like it, it, making the dinner because I do I just I like my own dinners so I actually yeah, enjoy yeah, I making know. the dinner so yeah. it's it's not you know it's not like he has me shackled you know to the Belfast sink and is like oh I'm a dinner at six o'clock but he did make one dinner last week but to be honest it was a really lovely dinner it was a chicken casserole and hilariously he found this really religious one doing the recipe on youtube so she kept referencing how much your church would like this um so he did that recipe and it was delish but since then i have to say he's become a little bit untenable because there's just been a lot of tips in the kitchen so he says things like, I find when I cook, I'm like, sorry, do you not find it easier to chop it on? I'm like, I keep having to quote back one dinner and we do have a bit of a giggle, but it's just amazing what one successful dinner can do to a man. Up to 90, up to 90, up to 90 with Emma and Julie. Jesus Christ, that fucking winds me up. Well, you see, the thing is now, because I wouldn't get, I wouldn't finish work until half five, Shane is on the dinner front most of the time because he's home well before me. But there's a lot of talk about, oh, you know, let's give him a chance to do a dinner. Ha, ha, ha. And I was like, sorry, I was at home with two fucking small kids for five years. Yeah, I've forgotten about this now. Do you remember, like when I kept getting pregnant there for a while and was cooking all the dinners? Fuck off. 
Sorry, you've triggered me now, Julie. <laughs> it was actually that just speaking of triggering, I just remember when I was first getting to know you and I went for lunch with Jer Staunton. I was saying, you know who I absolutely love is Emma Doran. I just think she's fab. I think she will be my new best friend in comedy. And Jer was like, oh, yeah, Emma. He was like, every time I check into her Snapchat, it's how many kids does she have? Every time I check into her Snapchat, there's just loads of like small boys just wrecking her house. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much. And yes. I just, I think that pretty like, much that's for, me. for your life was for a few that's years. The that's the friend I want. Oh fuck yeah! No, that, but it it is there. funny. It is funny how quickly they forget. But I think we are kind of entering that. You know. You remember there was always that family on American Wife swap that was getting ready for the apocalypse. So they had a lot of tinned foods, a lot of water, and like they did things like had raw chicken as a snack and stuff. But I oh. think I think we're all getting there now. Yeah, you see, I don't even know. I tell you this, I got milk delivered to the house this morning. First time I've gotten milk delivered in years. And I thought to myself, Julie, I thought to myself, because there's a few things on the list that you can get. I'll throw in a few yachts. Okay. Oh my God, are yachts still a thing? Yachts are still a thing. So I, I said, fuck it, Julie. If you can't get a few yachts in a global pandemic, when can't you? Got the yachts. Absolute no fucking takers whatsoever. Tommy was the only one that fucking indulged me. And I actually just reminded him there a couple of minutes ago, oh, Tommy, you want to finish your yacht? Do you want the Like I'm pushing the yacht on him. He Like he doesn't give it, he couldn't give a flying fuck about this yacht. Oh, bigger... A yacht is really refreshing though, isn't it? I know what I, I just don't know if do they know what a yop is? What's the what's the big thing? Shane was like, ooh, yops. He hasn't even cracked for an open yet. I'm just like, what the fuck is this because of the hell of me making dinners for five years? I don't know. It was dropped into a neighbor two doors down, so he actually had to brought it bring it up to the gaff. Well in fairness, that was something for him to do. But do that was I mean? his event for he'd the be day. Dying for like, yeah, yeah, you'd be dying for something like that. He'll be telling he was still talking about that tomorrow. Maybe, maybe even the weekend. I don't know, but um, and I changed the order yesterday because we thought we'd get a bit of cream because there was talk of somebody in the house making chocolate eclairs, but the cream didn't come. So I don't know how long yet beforehand you have to change the order. So it's we're off to a rocky start, but I'm going to stick with it. But but the point of that was though, I just don't want to go into the shop if I don't need to. So yeah, well, I th- I think that's all. Yeah, of like taking it away from an old person's delivery. I'm like right because I think there's a fruit and veg man. I'm like I think I might deliver from him because obviously I'd still have to go to the shop, but I'm like at least I'd be quicker. So th- yeah, well, I think work, really. I I do think um. I think even you saying about, you know, the neighbour calling down and that was his event for today. Like today, the postman called to the house and to say myself and Fred were actually giddy. Oh, really? Yeah. Because he came all the way up to the door. He just brought, he just brought a little letter um, for me. So he delivered it to the door and usually they just leave it at the gate. But honestly, we, we were practically inviting him in. We were just giddy with excitement. 
Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'd say he definitely thought that we were going to invite him into the bedroom. Oh, I think he really thought a menage a trois was going to happen because we were just so delighted. To, we were like, geez, it's yourself. Like, so ecstatic to see the man. Is this an exciting letter? Oh, no, it was nothing. It was something posted down from, my, you know, something posted down by my poor mother who needlessly sent it on. And it was actually my e-flow tag for a car that I'm not currently driving. So it's not at the house. Oh, um, but we're happy to send an it on. <laughs> It is. It is a bit of an anti-climax, but sure, look, it's it's good to have it. I his name. Do we know the postman? We don't know. No. So Fred, you know the way I can't make eye contact with people. That's where I am now. Like we've really yeah. gone to the Amish uh, kind of side of things, or I would say Amish or like caliphate. Like that's where we're at now. That I just can't make eye contact with any with I any man I... other than Fred. Actually, I actually don't think I can go back. I think I imagine think doing just, a gig. imagine doing a gig tonight. Oh God, I actually feel physically sick just the thought <laughs> of. I haven't made eye contact with anyone but Fred in I don't know how long. We did go to Dingle yesterday, and my auntie spoke to me from a two meter distance. But I think if anyone tried to get close to me, I would yeah. freak. I I don't know. I, I I don't know if I can go back now after all this. No, it's go, it's go, it's gonna be it's gonna be a big change because it is just the interactions with people. Like Fred came back from the big shop today, did the big shop and Dingle, and to say I grill him for the details, I'm like, you went in what section did you start in? I'm just living vicariously through his shopping trip. Was it like was the trolley easy? Was it a jammy trolley? What was the story? I just I just want all the details. That's what I want. But um then he because he went off, he had a bit of a he had a bit of a cut. Not it was nothing to do with me now. He um I left him alone with a bagel and a knife and I came back and there was just blood everywhere. So he was after just cutting his finger. But I sent him off and I was like, no, you can make sure to go and get a plaster before you start the shop. But he'd forgotten that he was bleeding. <laughs> He was forgotten that he was bleeding, so he got to the checkout, and the poor girl at the checkout was like, "Oh my god, are you bleeding?" And he was oh. like, "Oh, sorry, I completely forgot I am bleeding." So in the midst of a pandemic, Fred is just leaving a trail of blood <laughs> around the supermarket. And then, weirdly, I'm not quite sure how this happened because I've asked him a few times, and the story keeps changing. But um, the checkout girl, I was going to name her, but I won't. So she told Fred that she was actually bleeding. So the two of them were at the checkout bleeding. So they're essentially blood siblings now. Sorry, Judy. Is Fred having an affair? What's going on? I said it to him. I said, that is exchange of bodily fluids. Like, you are a couple now. Like, you're a fish. So she yeah. went off and got a plaster for herself and also got a plaster for him. And Fred was like, it was just so thoughtful of her. I was like, okay, no make this stuff but I just was like what are the odds that she's bleeding and you're bleeding and you're all just bleeding all over the <laughs> checkout <laughs> so everyone in the shop was bleeding where was she bleeding from I mean I'm I'm hoping a ha like it was a hand situation but it's sounding a bit stigmata 
It's sounding a bit, I'm going to give her the half truth because then I'm not technically lying. Yeah, I kind, I have a, I have a lot of questions, to be honest. And then one of the mandarins, which, you know, I suppose his story does check out on this basis. One of the mm. mandarins I noticed did have what looked like blood on uh, one of them. So I was like, oh, I guess this is what you call a blood orange. And we all laughed. Well, we all, both of us laughed for way too long. Like, again, that's just where we're at now. Fuck. It's not dissimilar to what's going on in this gap, but sure. Yeah, it's... What it's did you just think of um, Leo. You were saying it to me. Well, I think, I think fair play to him. Like, loads of people think, oh, it's just a publicity stunt... And all the rest. And I'm like, oh, do you know what? I, I I, don't care if it is. And I actually genuinely was so delighted to hear that he had re-registered and he was going to do um, phone assessments for one shift a week. I just think it's fantastic. Like, what, what, in what other country in the world? And I know, you know, obviously Leo has been in power for a long time. And there were a lot of issues, etc. previous to this. But in what other country in the world, you know, has the leader re-registered as a medical professional and is actually doing something you know I know it's just one shift a week but like he's doing something at least to help fight this coronavirus I think it's deadly um oh yes for I suppose for anyone who doesn't know our oh, international so yes. it's like our prime minister has re-registered uh, as a doctor for one day a week isn't it yeah yeah. Um, at first, I was like, "Oh, fair play to him," and then I was like, "It's kind of unnecessary, though. Is it not unnecessary?" I was just saying, like, should he not focus on the job that he's doing at the moment? Like, is he not kind of flat out at the moment? Ah, uh, yeah, but he's only doing one shift a week. I think. I think it's. I know what you mean in terms of like, you know, is it a bit of kind of token? Is it a bit token or whatever? But. I feel it is kind of leading by example as well. I, by the way, obviously, I'm sure he. One of the reasons he is doing it is because it makes for very good PR. But I do think, as a trained medical professional, I think it is good that he's at least to see seen as doing something. Oh yeah, no, I totally agree with that. I but think I, it's great. I just like Jesus. Would he not be busy enough in the job that he's doing? Well, I mean, whatever about him being busy, given that his British counterpart is like on oxygen and is leading the United Kingdom from his hospital bed. You see the woman seeing as Boris went to the hospital and basically, what did he, he, he basically swapped spit with everyone that had the coronavirus and came back and was like, I'm, I'm fine. Well, it was kind of like Fred today at the checkout in that, like, the, you know, Fred bleeding from the hand is high-fiving with the fellow bleeder at the checkout. I, yeah, he, he was quite proud of the fact that he went to the hospital and he was shaking hands with people who had coronavirus. He did come out and say that. He was like, I shook hands with everyone. Some of them had the coronavirus, um, which is slightly worrying. 14 days later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is ever so slightly wearing, but sure. And I think it's that real, you know, that real kind of carry on attitude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's oh, it's sorry. a complete, oh, carry on. Like, very much like, no, we'll be grand. Now, I did, you know, I did feel very bad. Obviously, by the way, like, you wish him well and all the rest. 
but uh, like I did feel very bad for the the partner who apparently has had coronavirus symptoms for the last week. Oh, Jesus. And of course, she, she's pregnant, but she did say in a tweet that she's feeling better now and hasn't felt the need to get tested. Oh, Jesus. Actually, just when you were saying there, carry on thing, I've been binge watching all the um, celebrity um, Great British Bake Offs. You know, the way they do them for stand up to cancer? Yes. And obviously perfect, like, watching. But I saw one today, right? And it was Michelle Keegan. You know Michelle Keegan? Oh, yeah. our old friend Michelle. Married to Mark. Married to Mark. Now, Michelle Keegan is right up Shane Street, obviously, because, I mean, I'm a dead ringer for her, so that would make complete sense. So she comes on the telly. I'm like, grand, grand. She's allowed to be on the telly. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. She had the fucking cheek to be deadly at it. And you know what? No, don't say she's a good baker. Yes, Judy. And they made something. Can't remember what they made. Something to do with pastry. Escapes, you know. And then Prune. Is her name Prune or Prune? Or Prue, is it? Prue, I think, yeah. Prue. It's one of it's one of those ridiculous English names. I think it's Prue. 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 Prue says to her, oh, like, you know, fucking absolutely outstanding, Shelley. Well done. And she fucking pipes up and says, oh, my God, thanks so much. She's like, I've never made pastry before. Oh, no, no. She's been practicing for weeks. Nobody rocks up to Celebrity Bake Off. And they haven't tried pastry, pastry before. Come on. Fun. It was like, you know, puff pastry or whatever, whatever. Never made pastry. What? Lies. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Michelle does strike me as a bit of an all-rounder. I, 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 we, I haven't watched a lot of the celebrity bake-offs, I have to say. Uh, I've just, I've just I, been... need, I need to get in. Where are you watching them? Uh, now TV I've got everything I've got Amazon well I've obviously got Netflix I've got Amazon I've got Now TV I've Disney Plus now as well like I've fucking everything Every, all bases are covered Judy but you know what's funny like I was only thinking there the other day like the amount of movies that the kids have have seen and they're not even big movie heads like I never went to the cinema I'd say I can remember all the times that I went to the cinema Did you well we used to we used to go to the cinema in Dingle quite a bit because it was only around the corner oh so okay we, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. A different thing than it, we yeah, well, there was no like extortion of popcorn fees back in back in the Dingle Cinema days. So, I mean, that's kind of where I saw all my films. Even as an adult, I think I probably have seen most of my films there. But, um, but yeah. So, the, so the Disney Plus, you're finding it good. Yeah, it's good. Now we have watched, we've watched three movies: Me, Ella, and Shane. Right, where. One of us, no, where me and Shane uh, picked them and kind of made Ella watch them and see what she thought of them. 
So I'll name you the three movies that we watched. We watched Reservoir Dogs. We watched uh, Mermaids. Remember I tagged you when I said I was Yes. Like, ah, we're only talking about it that day. We watched Mermaids and we watched District 9. No, I've never seen District 9. Um, I mean, I would, I'd say out of all of those three, not having watched 30% of the 33% of the movies listed <laughs> there, I would say Mermaids, absolutely loved it. Like Reservoir Dogs, I'll be honest, I probably pretended to love it for a long time just to seem cool. But it is kind of one of those films that I feel like, especially white men of a certain age are like, oh, I mean, you have to... You have to watch Reservoir Dogs. It's one of those, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so District 9 is a kind of a, oh, I suppose, like, alien kind of a thing going on. Where there's, like... I'm out. Aliens. I'm done. No, yeah. not for me. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> what do you think Ella rated? What was her top? I'd her say... Display? I mean, I'd say she probably didn't go for mermaids. Would she? Would she have gone for Reservoir Dogs as her top one? Yes. Okay. You see, she's just a coolie, whereas I've just tried to pretend to be a coolie all these years. Exactly. But really, I want to so, watch mermaids. So she said Reservoir Dogs, District Nine, and then mermaids. She yeah, mermaids that's that's what I thought. Mermaids. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me at all. But I look, I probably need to come back to it, but I loved mermaids back in the day. Yeah. Although, as I said to you when you tagged me in it, it did give me a real phobia of bats for a long, <laughs> long time. <laughs> I think uh, Winona Ryder's character is like, was she 15 or something? And he's like 27 or something. And the mom's like, ooh. That stuff, what, maybe go on a date? Ah, uh, yeah. No, the, the dynamics are completely <laughs> fucked up, like I'm sure we'll agree. But like, yeah. I still have such love. I had to laugh because <laughs> the other day I was saying to someone about how we had done, um, they were asking how we were getting on with Up to 90. And I was like, oh, yeah, the last episode now we actually ended up chatting about Winona Ryder. And yeah. then the guy in question was like, oh, you know, she got done for shoplifting. I was like, oh, hell, no, what? I mean, what the fuck did you think we were talking about for 40 minutes? Mermaids. <laughs> Who was that said this to I can't say, but like they are a few years older than us as well. And you know what I was reminded of? Do you remember? Because I actually have such fun reading. Like most of the reviews are glowing, but we actually got our first one star, I'd say, in about a year and a half. Oh yeah. So actually, do you know what? I'll find it here and we'll just read it out for the listener. But do you remember yeah. the time you did Winona Ryder and up to ninety and you said she won the Oscar? for little women or something and yeah, oh, we got yeah. like about 10 people dming and we were like okay sorry but we don't have time to check facts this is free content but it was we weren't okay yes i said that she won the oscar but i wasn't saying that she won the oscar it was me saying she should have won the oscar and i think that was very clear from the way i said she won the oscar 
I think it was on them, honestly. Oh, here. Oh, this is this is a good one. Okay, could be great was the tagline. Now, before we even before we even re- read this, we know it's a man, don't we? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, could be great. So he's saying, "Look, like girls, just report you know. if she applied herself, she could be fantastic." Let me hear one. The hosts never stay on topic. And when when they 20% of the podcast. So, okay, thank you. We're spotting a typo already, Mr. Nolol. Uh, 20% of the podcast even isn't, isn't even about the topic. It's them reading a few articles on the subject. P.S. I think even that is, you know, I... I <laughs> I think even that's a bit of a stretch. The, by the way, oh, listener, just to I'll say, take that as a compliment. Thanks. A few articles, like you think I read more than one and didn't just go on Wikipedia. Amazing. But just to say, we think he's referring to like earlier episodes as well, because obviously these are the topic-based yeah, stuff. Yeah. So it isn't even about the topics. It's them reading a few articles on the subject, most of which they don't have comments on because they go on to something else that isn't even relevant or relevant to the time the the subjects were happening. If they stopped the subjects, they set out to discuss and added some things here and they're like, and here and there, like most podcasts, it would be better. But for the most part, if the title is about a subject, chances are it won't be mentioned in the podcast much. <laughs> and that's from Stephen Mayers. And he, America. do you want to take a guess where he lives? Oh, America. 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 They take, they take themselves so seriously. A lot of them do, anyway. Fuck's sake, get a life. Thanks. I take all that as compliments. That's yeah, all going. No, I think I love the one stars. I'd love to actually... Well, you see, I think we only have, like, two one-star reviews, but I would love to give them pride and place on our grid, on our Instagram. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's we need the- we need to get on the Instagram as well, Ems. We need to start doing more social media stuff. We're lazy bitches when it comes to the social no. media. We need to do more. We should be doing TikTok dances, Judy. Well, we need to do something because, you know, I have to say, like, you know, even looking at the likes of the bandwagons, like, I feel they kill it with the social media content. Like, they're great for all that Instagram stuff. I know. Whereas I just put up, like, a picture of three people we mentioned in the podcast. (laughs) And so do you want to guess what we're talking about? It's the same thing every week. Yeah, I mean... It's a pandemic. It's pandemic. Yeah, I think so loud there. It's like a fucking hurricane or something. Um, I actually wasn't working today. Oh. Yeah. Uh. No, I took a holiday day. So I was. That's why I'm just already like, hey, what? I don't know. What do you want to talk about? Because at least with the work thing, you kind of have a bit of structure to your day, I suppose. Yes. Or if you had a normal day off, you would still have structure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In other kind of way, but it's like it's not really that different from any other day. Just I'm not sitting all day with my laptop. But um, but that must have been nice. Oh, it was nice. Yeah. Oh, it it definitely was nice. And um, yeah, no, it was. I can promise you that. I think um, apple tart first. Who made an apple tart? 
dad, I would honestly say I haven't seen my dad make an apple tart like 10 years. And he's he's made an apple tart now. That's really impressive. Impressive. He must have also been inspired by Michelle Keegan on Bake Off. Fuck's sake! Oh yeah, all the dads love Michelle, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Well, it comes back to you know the whole thing of oh, she's very good in she's very our girl. Yeah, <laughs> she's she very does. good. I mean, obviously, she's a gorgeous looking woman. We all know that, but she in. The last few years, you know, she's just like the little bit of extra. She is flawless. Like, oh, I don't know. I personally liked her. Like, I think she's I think whatever you want to do to your face and body, do it. And I think she obviously looks immaculate and she's a stunning looking woman. But I kind of liked her at the very start of Carrie. Like, just, you know, when, you know, sometimes the tan was a bit hit and miss like the rest of us. Like, I just thought... She was so effortlessly stunned. Like, she's still, I mean, I think, just exquisitely beautiful. But you know when people are just getting yeah. into the whole celebrity lifestyle and it's a little bit more hit and miss? That's youth, and you can't get that back. Well, it is youth, but I think also, I just, I kind of like, like when people are a little bit less polished. Yeah, I know. It'd make it I, easier. You know, pre-glow up. But I mean, she's obviously always been stunned. And I do have to say, because people are so quick to um, criticise herself and Mark Wright's relationship, but they seem completely happy with each other. Like, they're an attractive couple. Like, you know, they are. They... The thing that gets me about it is I just keep looking at them like their brother and sister. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not a massive fan of Mark as an individual. But I just think them as a couple seem quite content. Well, she fucking won the bake off things. So I'm sure he's amazed every day at what you think she can achieve. And I said um, to Shane, Shane, Shane doesn't like mint, right? And the first challenge was flapjacks. Now, I made flapjacks a few weeks ago. I don't bake. I'm not a baker. And Paula Hollywood referred to them as like basically the, the simplest thing you can bake. This is what you should bake when you start off baking. And Shane and Ella had a little chuckle about me making flapjacks. And I was like, well, yeah, I'm not going to, you know, not going to make something I can't make. Then Michelle makes flapjacks, right? Like, I don't care about this, just want to say that first. But Michelle makes flapjacks that are after eight flapjacks, right? Oh, so dark chocolate and mint. Yeah. Now, Shane hates after eights. He doesn't know why anyone would eat them. I love after eights. But he basically hates all mint things, like mint chocolate Jesus Shane so you mean to tell me he doesn't like veins in chicken and he doesn't like mint like what the hell are you supposed to cook for this man exactly thank you thank you doesn't like doesn't like mint right so she makes these after eight flapjacks and I said to Shane oh I bet you'd fucking eat them wouldn't you he goes I wouldn't and I was like fuck off I was like, you're telling me the first time you meet Michelle, you're all there trying to be all fucking charming or whatever. And she whips out her after eight flapjacks. And you say, no, actually, sorry, Michelle, not for me. I don't want to nibble of your flapjacks. Bullshit. Not bullshit. He choked them down. 
I just, you know what I'm, I'm just sad for the kids growing up in this tense, in this tense atmosphere. I think I should have gone for a walk you, today. Go for a you, walk today or yesterday, and I think it's starting to sign. You, that. you, you goading him about Michelle's flaps. I just think <laughs> the kids shouldn't have to hear this, Emma. <sighs> Can't. Do this anymore. Did she, and t- come here, you, you heard, I presume so you have the little boys about the Sonic movie coming out now in a couple of days. Yeah, you can r- 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 rent it. You can, so Tommy, and I don't know where he gets it from because we have a Switch, so it's all Nintendo stuff in our house. And he's only five, like uh, whatever. But he is really into Sonic. And I can totally get it because I had a Sega Mega Drive growing up. And I just think... Something I don't get me wrong, not that Mario and Luigi aren't, but I think Sonic is I don't know, he's a he's a funnier kind of character. Is it a bit quirkier? Yeah, he's more of a character, I think, really. So we are going to get that as Tommy's request, we are going to get uh the Sonic movie on the 10th of April. Because obviously it's already so, the cinema, um, but now you can rent it at home. and come here are you going to follow that up with maybe a bit of Reservoir Dogs just for for the smallies just to get their input yeah well I tell you this now Ella didn't think it was that uh, gory but it's that kind of fake gory isn't it but I think Mm. at the time it was like you know groundbreaking whatever and obviously yeah all the lads thought it was fucking deadly and And you know what I just think how what would Irish men have done without Reservoir Dogs at Halloween all those years? Just dressing up as a fucking Reservoir Dog. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'd be there in my Daisy Jukes trying to do Jessica Simpson. Jukes of Hazard. And all they would have to do is throw on a black tie and a white shirt and they were done. Me oh. with my arse hanging oh. out. You did not wear... Daisy. I did. I did. It was funny actually because I wore Daisy Jukes. I can remember the last time I wore the Daisy Jukes was to it's it's the old mean girls adage that like, you know, it is the one time of the year that you can dress as provocatively as yeah. you want and nobody can say anything. But I can remember wearing Daisy Jukes to a dress up night that used to be on every year back in the day. It probably still is, but it's just that I'm too old now to be aware of it. Helen Hannies in Dingle. And I can remember wearing the Daisy Jukes and I was supposed to be Jessica Simpson. So I'd done way too much tan as per, which was always my default position. And um, one of the lads, I won't name him, but he is a lovely guy. But he did genuinely ask me had I come as a prostitute. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, no, 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 no. Um, I am... Jessica Simpson and he was like just looked at me kind of a look of sadness I think was probably (laughs) the response there but I I mean Reservoir Dogs has just been the go-to for Irish men at Halloween with Camille was that your go-to costume no I tended it was just you know look I think this it was the one night you could sex it up but I definitely yeah. I definitely got two years I'd say out of the Daisy Jukes and the uh, there was yeah. a lot for my old cowboy boots yeah well I actually it was the my, millennium. One, my one was um Poison Ivy 
Ah, uh, you'd be a fab poison ivy. See that? You can tear it up with that. Yeah. If, Just a you few know. leaves, a le- few leaves in the right places. <laughs> I'm sure I had some cling- clingy green stuff at the time, like green tights or whatever. Like, yeah, grand. That'll do. And you were good to go. It's yeah. funny with the Sonic movie because do you remember, do you know what film I was thinking of just there now when you were saying about Sonic? Um, this, do you remember the Super Mario Brothers film with Bob Hoskins? Oh my God. And it was completely panned. And do you know he was in it? And I will say it. And, you know, coming back to what I said a few weeks ago about like, oh, I'd say a leather jacket on the ground would have given you the feelings. But I did have a bit of a crush on him. I just did love these like gorgeous kind of like you know dark skinned boys like absolutely adored them your man do you remember he was in Romeo and Juliet I need to look up his name he was kind of the baddie in that as well but he was Mario so he was the good looking brother and then Luigi was played by Bob Hoskins and we were supposed to believe that they were brothers was it the lad that was in Titanic as well he was was he in Titanic really same no, he wasn't Billy Zane. I'm going to find him now, actually, here, because I think he's a comic as well. He's, I think he could be, I'll just look him up now here, because I'm probably just going to waffle. Um, but yeah, And then Dennis Hopper was the baddie, do you remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. He was kind of always the baddie for a while, wasn't he? That's but I, I mean, I loved Super Mario back in the day. Like, the, obviously not the film, but the, the, the game yeah. was great. It's for, yeah, because in the in the Sonic movie now, um, Jim Carrey's in it. Oh, sure, Jim's fab. That's a great one to yeah. guess. So I'm kind of like you know, because with some of these kids' movies, like Jesus, they're so. It's amazing, actually. A lot of time with kids' movies, there's a lot less like grey area with like when you see something like yeah, that was Grant. It's either like they're amazing, like Toy Story, or whatever. Or they are absolute fucking muck. Like, it's just... Yeah. It's so few of them kind of, like, I suppose, achieved that Simpsons balance of something for the kids, something for the adults. Yeah. I like the, the Toy Stories ones are just, obviously, like, that's the creme de la creme, in, in my opinion. But some of them are just, like, the utter shite. It's just... No, John Le- John Legismo was the name of your man. He was in, and you'd know him. He was in, um, so he was in Romeo and Juliet. Uh, he was mm. in. He had a recurring role in Eeyore. He was in Moulin Rouge. You definitely know his face now. And he was also. Did you watch Bloodline on Netflix? By the way, ever? No, I didn't know. It is fab, but he's in that as well. And actually, if you haven't watched that, it, there's, only, there's only two series, unfortunately, but it's really, really good. It's set in the Florida Keys and it's just really dark and it's about this family that are totally fucked up. So you're just like, oh my God, it looks great. Oh, it's just, yeah, it's really, really good, but he's in that. Um, But then, I mean, I guess the whole, it's tough with the Sonic thing now, if they've got Jim, like that's very promising. But it's a tough transition to make, isn't it, from video game to film? Yeah, like God, oh, I just thought of our old friend Angelina Jolie. Tomb Raider, baby. Yeah, do you remember there'd be a few ones that dress up as her for Halloween? 
yeah, yeah. I mean, she was a good <laughs> Halloween costume as well. I had to laugh because remember when she filmed that, that, of course, was when she adopted her first baby, Maddox. She was in yeah. Cambodia. But I went to Cambodia, like, I think the following year after. But it's gas because, like, Anger Wat, obviously, where it's filmed. So it's, like, the obviously the biggest religious site in the world. But the one thing they were all banging on about was fucking Tomb Raider. I was like, this just says it all about the world today. Fuck's sake. It's like ancient, historic, religious site of, like, to say, you know, one of the seven wonders of the world is like understatement of the century. But it's like, yeah, but you know Angelino Jolie was here in the shorts. Like, that was that was here. They're not adopting the kids anymore, are they not? Well, I mean, I suppose not. Like, I mean, the kids, Emma, are like proper teenagers now. Oh, yeah, but I just mean in in general, like stars don't seem to be adopting the kids anymore. <laughs> it's not as much of a thing. Well, it, I mean, at the last kids, Madonna adopted the twins. Like, that was kind of done very much on the QT, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I think they kind of say now that instead of adopting the kids, that you should really put your resources into the areas that these kids are from yeah it? yeah um but i mean like way. with the twins now i think she did do um she put up a video of the two girls dancing and because uh, do you remember like when she adopted david bandish or we were all involved oh yeah it, hu- it was such a huge story the face is looking fairly um God, did you see her in the bath? I think she needs to stop now because she's losing her face. It's re- it's I it's just it's actually kind of upsetting because she's a beautiful it's looking kind of woman. Like at the point, of course, yeah, but it's kind of at the point now of she's in danger of like kind of blurring out her nose, blurring out her features. Like you can't can't blur yeah. it out anymore. It is, it is a bit, it's a bit cat lady now, I have to say. Yeah. But I mean, the stars in the houses talking about being quarantined, like it all has to stop. Oh. Mark Wahlberg, you know, I am his number one, but like wishing us a happy Palm Sunday from his indoor cinema. I just, I can't, Mark. But when these people talk about like someone like him and he's saying, (laughs) giving it all the holy, like I'd want to, okay, so he's Catholic, is he? I want to sit down with him and see how much of a Catholic he really is. Like what would you do? I want to know if you have sex before marriage. Well, he did, didn't he? What I want to know, is he going to confession? Is he giving back to charity constantly? Is he going to mass once a week? He Not d- now, okay. Year. How could he, he, d- he actually, he does, do, he does do the weekly mass. And if you responded to the tags, because I am constantly tagging you in Mark Wahlberg updates, you would know that he goes to mass once a week. But you've, you've stopped getting back to me. But didn't I send you a picture of him the other week? 
You did, you did, uh, with the wife, and she was kind of dead behind the eyes. She was like, kill me now. Uh, this is what I do, you know, like, I'll go on social media for three days, and then I just plop off the grid, and I don't go on it, and then I'll... Well, yeah, no, I, MS goes through 24 hours where she'll be tagging you, saying things like watching mermaids and missing you, and then you don't hear from her for weeks. <laughs> and that's what I love about you. I just that's, love I've that it's all or nothing. Because I remember even... Uh, when I was in college, I don't even know what, I don't think anything happened, but I think I was out. I think like, I had a bit of a, uh, a cold or not coronavirus, I had a cold or something. I wasn't in and then we had some sort of break and then I wasn't in again. And <laughs> girls that were was friends that they were contacting me like going, oh my God, like is everything okay? What the fuck's wrong? And I was like, yeah, I just didn't turn my phone on. I'm just like, say what? I was like, oh yeah, sorry, just... I just constantly. Well, no, I respect that. I think that is not to, you know, I know it's a bit of a buzzword, but I think turning your phone off is generally self care, unless yeah. it's like after Twitter meltdown and I'm like, I'm just not speaking to anyone. And then poor Fred has to turn up in the staff room saying, oh my God, I thought you'd killed yourself. And like the colleagues are like, what? That feels like a million years ago. Oh, thank God. Do you know what? That is the one thing that has come out of this pandemic, as I said in a previous episode, that like at least this is the second most damaging thing to happen in my career. But but honestly, it's like time has no meaning now. Like we were, Shane was saying to us that we were in Spain for Easter last year, right? And me and Ella were both like, last year like we thought that he'd gotten it wrong we're like oh no that must have been two years ago last year it feels like about five years ago yeah I think time has yeah it is is mad I mean actually because Fiona Brawley did she did um just um an episode of the crime line with me and she made the point which I thought was a really good point she was saying in terms of comedy she was like but what are any of us going to talk about because you go back after something like this and, you know, I can't still be banging on about me breastfeeding my cats. Like, you know, do people want you to reference the coronavirus? Do they just want it to go back to normal? Like, it's going to actually be quite strange going back and working out what it is any of us are going to be talking about. Because you kind of can't carry on as you were without referencing it because people will be like, sorry, but like, have, have you been under a rock? But was that, wasn't that an interesting point, though, I thought? Like, what are we going yeah. to talk about in our comedy? Well, yeah, it's kind of... I know exactly what you mean. But nothing's nothing's happened. Every, everyone is at a standstill. But then, like, you may have completely changed. You're not, well, yeah, you could have. You could have completely cha- have changed as a person by the end of this. Like, some people are... But it's... it's- uh, when I started saying that sentence, I was like, oh, geez, that's a bit of fucking OTT. But for some people, it might change how they then go on to live their life. Well, I mean, especially because this is going to be going on for a long period of time anyway, like a significant unit of time that we are living in, in a, I mean, in an incredibly surreal way. It is going to change, I think, how people live their life. And how they yeah. inter- interact, how they work, where they live, how they connect with people. Like it's, 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 I think it's going to make a lot of people like reassess and also change direction. Do you think people will be still doing stand up? 
But I mean, who knows? I mean, sure, I'm probably going to emerge from this lockdown with a baby. <laughs> Do you know oh, what I mean? Talk about a Kylie Judy. Jenner pregnancy. People are going to think that you used a surrogate, Judy. People are going to think that you adopted because he was actually seen. Well, you know how important my body was to me. <laughs> oh, pregnant. Mm, global pandemic. Well, it, it is It is funny because, you know, um, obviously now, you know, this would have been before, like I announced it on the podcast. But, you know, I would have been so upset at like missing out on Edinburgh. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. insane. If somebody had said to me a month ago when I was saying, God, you know, I had this big plan that I was going to be like doing an Annie Wong on it and or doing an Emma Dorn on it even and heavily pregnant and doing the stand up. And I was only <laughs> my GP was like, what are you talking about? Like, that is insane. And she did paint a picture of like, you know, going into labor surrounded by English drama students, which oh, I think is what none of us want. That would be horrific. But if somebody had said to me a month ago, just so you know, Julie, nobody's going to be doing Edinburgh, I would have been like, what? It, that's, how, that's how mad it is. I mean, it was probably maybe, what, six weeks ago? I know, if even. And it, it, it is, it's, it's just, it, it is completely insane. But I just thought that was a really interesting point from Fiona. And even you saying there about like, oh, is there going to be comedy? I know you're being facetious about it, but at the same time. But I, kind, I know, exactly. But I kind of, there is an element of truth to what I'm saying as well. Like, oh, yeah. Like, but also how does because. does it all go back? <laughs> But, and I don't think it's going to fit in the same way because all the pieces have changed. Like The pieces have changed. Like, the content has changed, surely. Like, you know, will people want to reference it? Will they want to move on? Also, even just even the gigs themselves. I think you said it before, Emma, and it was a great point about people's behaviours. It's going to take a long time before people are happy to effectively sit on top of each other in a crowded comedy club. I think a lot of people, even if, if like, we got the all clear, whatever, I think a lot of people would, it would actually make them feel anxious to be in a crowded environment. Well, I mean, I think, like, I, for one, you know, I probably would be an anxious enough personality anyway, but I think it's going to take me time to ease myself into, like, a social situation again or, you know, a crowded pub or a, a busy comedy club. Yeah, like people touching off, like people you don't know touching off, you like. I just think even even the other day when we were doing the episode and uh, the, the post lady had dropped something at the gate, Fred had come in with a big shop and my auntie's husband was mowing the, mowing the grass. There was too much going on. I was on stimulation overload. Can you just answer me this? Are you posting... Uh, letters out to your mom and dad's house so they'll post it back and you'll have something to do. Just No, but I just, I did do laugh. Are you doing uh, now, I haven't, but I actually really wanted to. Um, so we didn't get the postcards. You know the way people got the postcards oh, yeah. to send them? And I really wanted to send something to mom and dad. But I just have this fear of buying something unnecessarily in a shop that people have touched. Um, but I, I would make, I might, I might just post them something. I was going to, I got this mad fit the other day and I had a tin and I'd made scones and I was like, well, I post them up the scones. And I was like, Judy, no, like that's, that's a bit silly because by the time they get the feckin' scones, but I'd love to just send them something. But I was saying, I was saying yesterday, I can't wait 
to hug my father for the first time in about five years when all of this is over. Like I'd say Irish dads everywhere. I was saying to Fred, like they're probably currently practicing with banisters, like wrapping their arms around inanimate objects, like coat, like coat rails and stuff. Thought you'd be real huggy with your dad. Ah, like I try, I would force a little hug on him, but like he's he's more a receiver when it comes to the hugs. <laughs> I have to say, you know, but it's just because again we've referenced it before, but like we're of the generation, like you know, you hugs, you wouldn't be doing the hugs willy nilly. No, but I would, I I would with my family. I would be expected to hug and kiss my mother and father every time I see them. Well, I always, I'd always hug and kiss goodbye. I'd say mom is a bit more receptive to the hugs um, yeah. than my dad. But I, I was saying that to Fred yesterday, like just imagining the dads everywhere, just as I said, wrapping their arms around coat coat railings and things, just to practice what it feels <laughs> like to embrace coat, another human yeah. being. Ah, yeah. yeah did it, they have no excuse now. Bit of practice. Shane's just come in here. How's the bread, Shane? There's the oven. You're going to bring up a little sample. Needs to cool the bread. Did it work? Doesn't know. Doesn't know, Julie. It's the way to game. That's what, keeps, that's what keeps these relationships fresh. Who knows yeah. if the bread worked out or not? We just have to wait and see. Listen, I'll let you go. I'll let you go. And in other news, my rash has gone down. I'll just leave you on that highlight. That's good, though. Delira. I was um, Oh, that could have been an ongoing thing, like. But wouldn't it have been nice to have an Irish of thread on the on the podcast? <laughs> well, your man in America, what was his name? He would have liked to. At least we could have given him something. Stephen. Stephen. Stephen, Stephen. Okay. I can you respond to these reviews? That's what I'd love to do. <laughs> Probably best if you can't, I'd say. Uh, let's leave it off. I, I get thrown these people. And his review was so long. You know, if you hate something, just leave it off. Or stop listening after like five, ten minutes. You know five, ten minutes in if it's for you or not. Don't you? And I would think, as well, look, the plus we're taking is that he is telling the world that we read more than one article to prepare oh, yeah. for those topics. So let's just take just the positive. Out, we could just chop out the bits of his review that suit us. Yeah, right, like people always do that with Chortle. Yeah. Like yeah. That. <laughs> Mid-word. Like, you know, Chortle will say something like, he, you certainly couldn't call him an accomplished performer and then someone will take accomplished <laughs> performer. I don't know. Joke after joke after joke after joke of other people's material. Joke after joke after joke after yeah, joke. Yeah, careful. I always think, actually, in terms of reviews, Fred had a very funny story one of the first times he did Edinburgh. And yeah. he said there was no real plan. But, uh, like, the show itself involved... <laughs> but you know the way he's so naturally funny? Like, I think with Fred, yeah. that for me, the funny That's is in that. his chaos. Yeah, yeah. Like he is, he is, I think like he is just ridiculously hilarious, but I think it's when it's not planned and yeah, like, it just comes to him. But he was saying that he, he, 
for his first show he did something involving water and he'd get somebody up from the audience and then he brought this woman up and there were only there was a reviewer in and there was only like three other people and he brought this woman up but the floor was all wet from whatever he had done with the water and she slipped and she was like oh my god my leg my leg and anyway he was like oh you'll be fine you'll be fine so this was in like the first time it's just I imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with bowl and branches organic cotton sheets in a recent customer survey 96% replied that bowl and branch sheets get softer with every wash start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come try their sheets with a 30 night guarantee plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life pretty litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.